This is an ABC podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, tyre fitters and baristas, dried fruit wholesalers and space researchers, Australian football codes have guided this great nation through its darkest hour. But now, with soul in the shorts, feeling in the feet and joy in the jumper, it's time to bump, it's time to thump, it's time to bludge. Footy mad Aussies, pull them up and pack them down for another blast of bludging on the blind side. With the master of midfield mayhem, rampaging Roy Slaven, and the man who never lets them get away, H.G. Nielsen. Hook another lucky trout, H.G. Ah, yes. TF Muck, Cedric Espen's some AO torching the blind side blue paper once again. Uh, that's the September yearning. The winning is the only thing. Thanks, Chief. And the blind lust for final football of the Chumster camp in the bludgeoning on the blind side soundproof cave at ABC Grandstand Olympic HQ. Now, that's Paralympic, I should have said, HQ. Happy Rugby League, cave dwellers. Let's begin with the NRL expansion news. The submissions are in and the subcommittees are considering its... Well, is, I think there's only one, to be honest, is considering its verdict. After their final sprays before the Man of Feathers, St Peter of Volandis, the Bludge raided the Bungers as the most likely to succeed as the new NRL side, followed by the F-Crackers, who are, for mine, very, very impressive, and then the Dolphins. But, hey, that's only our opinion. But which team do you want as the new team in the NRL? It's up to you, Australian football lovers, to register your vote now, and the results of your input will be fed from the bludge straight into the NRL decision-making process right after the show. Incidentally... And I've got to acknowledge the blindside community here. There was an outpouring of support driven by you, the blindsider community, for the rural and regional Anzacs to relocate to the suburbs of Sydney and become part of the NRL. As I understand it, the simple idea is for the rural and regional Anzacs to play under the name or the moniker, the Surge, which has a real ring to it now that I think about it in rugby league contest. It's a suggestion the bludge is right up behind and private conversations with the code's power brokers, and let's face it, there's only two of them, Gus Gold, uh, Gus Gould and... Uh, Rolandos, uh, suggest that four teams could now be added to the roster for season 2023. That's right, four teams. So the, oh, everybody's in. I like this. The Dolphins are in, the F-Crackers and the Bungers are there. And the Surge. Now, last night, uh, the Warriors 16, Sticks Crew 28, and a big win for the Clap team. Uh, but another chapter in the Book of Hughes was written. I love the Book of Feuds. I've never read it, but I just love knowing it's there and it's being added to every week. Uh, this was uh, Fowl's 12 Fur 54. Uh, and, uh, well, the fur. God, they can't stay out of trouble, can they? Sadly, Luttrell looks to be in all sorts of trouble. And we may not see Luttrell again this year, but uh, there was a sort of a difficult circumstance where the ref didn't see it and seemed to be blindsided and the touchies were on the wrong side of the issue as well and the bunker got to it late and then all of a sudden a kid was on his way to the hospital with a broken cheekbone. But that's rugby league. And in exciting news, the Love at First Flush, the second series, has just wrapped up filming on the Gold Coast. Hub Life has once again generated so many wonderful opportunities for players and friends to express themselves romantically in the smallest room. Uh, LAFF. 
uh, is set for an on-air date in 2022. It's a tremendous promotion for Rugby League, with the finals kicking off uh, in a couple of weeks' time. On a sobering note, Australian Rugby League coach, that is Kangaroos coach, well, there's not much international fixtures going on, so Mal, Mal Meninga, has been asked to take a big haircut on the salary front. And just as what is going on in the land of the Big Red V, last week we broke the story of the Griffin Dufty communication breakdown. This week it's emerged that Jack DeBellin, that's right, Jack DeBellin was considered for the tricky role of Dragon Skipper, a move that shocked many long-time observers of the uh, the code in the Cogger area. In our mystery corner, just how did the thinking man's crumpet and our number one shed tour influencer, Brian B.T. Taylor, blow himself up while trying to fix the hot water system? Now, there's a story I find hard, well, just let's be honest, I find it very hard to believe. But anyway, that's it. That's the facts. I've got to report them as they're relayed to me. I wasn't there. I didn't see the incident. There's no video as, as nearly as I can understand of the incident. Blew himself up trying to fix his hot water system. Resisting the low-hanging fruit. What a great promotional stunt with the AFL's finals erupting across Australia uh, this weekend. If only Haim could find a leak to fix. Harbour masters and astronomy freaks, cave dwellers thinking of going up into the roof and tacking on a carport out front. Welcome to Bludging on the Blind Side. H.G. Nelson opening the dig for another set of seven. What an incredible week. What an incredible week. A week when too much sport is barely enough. Netball and the 2021 big one is on this afternoon at 2.30. It's an all-Sydney affair with the Giants v Swifts packing down. Uh, the very close, as nearly as I can understand, both teams had the same number of wins in the competition and therefore the same number of losses. The uh, for and against didn't prove anything much particularly except one team was had a few more goals, so they went to the top, minor premiers. In the uh, preliminary final uh, or, you know, the semi-final a couple of weeks ago, a goal separated the two teams at the end. You can't get – well, can't get a struck match. I know it's a term that's lost on most people. You can't obviously you can get a cigarette. Can't get a cigarette lighter between these two teams, but you can't get a struck match between these two teams. Uh, what a sad fixture collision it is, though, to have the netball granny on at the same time as the All Sydney final. This is a qualifying final at York Park in Lonnie. Very poor pro. Why don't these coaches talk to each other? I mean, one of them could have started a bit later or one of them could have started a bit earlier. It's just madness. Madness. I mean, people love both netball and AFL and so give it a go. Now, Rugby Union and the coach of the old gold fruit and nutty blokes, Dave Rennie, has slammed the All Blacks for lack of uh, respect in not turning up for a Bledisloe 3 in Perth tonight. Trans-Tasman simmering tensions have exploded this week, but a calming shot was fired across the bow of the good ship Old Gold when the All Blacks relented and said they'd front for a steak on Father's Day. That'll be interesting for Dad. Sitting down, I'm not quite sure what time it had come into the parts of Australia we broadcast to, but obviously two hours you know, after, well, you know, get the drift. Might start at two, therefore four. But there's a lot of other finals going on at the same time. Uh, final round of rugby league. I mean, there's a lot of sport. Now, surely I was thinking Twiggy Forest Rapid Rugby Indo Packwees could have plugged the gap tonight in Perth and given the Nutty Golds some much-needed match practice before the rugby championships in Paris. Incidentally, what is happening with Twiggy's Indo Packwees? Very, very QT. As mentioned, the AFL finals are underway. It's an eight-team affair in two cities at York Park in Taz in Launceston, should I say, and Adelaide Oval, the Adelaide Oval, the prettiest football ground in the world. It was shown off to advantage last night when Port Power, well, they made the Cats look pretty ordinary. Cats missing a few players, but then probably Port Power missing a few players. God, it's Port Power's to lose after that performance. Now, uh, incidentally... 
Tasmanian and AFL football this weekend. It's a chance to show, you know, the passion from Tasmanians to show that they're gagging for AFL football at York Park. Incidentally, gagging is the sound the murderer hears when he slips the rope around the neck of his next victim. Uh, And in a snippet from the DC, that is the donkey circuit, the stool is now looking and sniffing out Captain Snag, Shane the Mummy Mumford. Now, as I understand it, Mumford is going around for the Giants uh, later this afternoon and then obviously backing up with a, for a fight with the, the stool, it, which will open magic round, that is boxing's magic round, at Suncorp this November. Their whispers reaching me and they're too loud to ignore. Too loud to ignore. Aussies fired up by the promises of Australia. It's tremendous to have you with us as we prod forward through the solidly backed up stoolage of the week's sporting action. Remember to step up and have a go to get a go. And if you've got something already, get in the queue again for another go. And remember, Diggs, when we get there, we'll know we're there because when we're there, we're there. And you won't have to scream. From the back seat, are we there yet? So you can just shut up and get to like where we are. Now, and if I understand the man who doesn't hold a hose, Soot, correctly, the next phase of the nation's roadmap out of the pandemic is to get comfortable living with death because it's now perfectly safe. These are challenging times, but the view from the top suggests with less Australians around, there'll be more to go around. It's election-winning logic, isn't it? And it's so safe to die in this era. I mean, I, I can't recall. I've been around a while. I can't remember a better, you know, a more safe place to die than the current circumstances. To get the blindside barge away from the wharf, let's lock horns with a man who's just emerged from the National Rave Cave. He was in there. I saw him cutting the rug to earth, wind and fire earlier. God, he still moves. Uh, to reveal pa- plans, his plans to adapt the Harry Garside boxing and ballet revolution to rugby league. Yes, first graders, the professor of the plie is offering a complete introduction to those ballet training techniques that are most useful to rugby league players. Core strength, flexibility, flexible movement while thinking on your toes are front and centre. You get the idea. The Slaven Summer School of Dance... We'll have you back at training in 2022, feeling refreshed with a new outlook that'll have the head coach and all the training staff super impressed. The ambitious nine-week intensive, that is nine weeks dance intensive, will produce an all-league production of the ballet classic Romeo and Juliet with unforgettable tunes by Prokofiev and footsteps by the rugby league ballet aficionado Blake Fergo Ferguson. This is a costume as in Tutu's and Tice production. It'll be staged for partners and families of the players with the stars of the Australian Ballet in attendance on March the 6th, 2022. Licking your lips, I am. There they are. Now, the man with a plan, a swerve, who leaves an attractive set of footprints on the dance floor is the hip-swivelling maestro and the voice of hope. That's right, the voice of hope is back. I refer to rampaging Roy Slavin. Roy, can we get the bludging on the blindside bunny in motion simply by asking what highlights caught your restless eye this week? Fully sick, dude! Yes, thank you very, very, very much, H.G. Uh, Nelson, and uh, happy Rugby League, H.G., and happy Rugby League Australia. Uh, now, we lost Charlie Watts this week. Charlie, I only met him once, Charlie Watts. He's so dapper. He was beautifully dressed. Beautifully dressed, um, shaven, schmick, really looked good. And uh, I, I told him that my favourite drummer was Joe Morello. This was um, uh, Dave Brubeck's drummer. Yes, yes take five. Or yeah, that. yeah, mm. that guy. And uh, he nodded and took that on board and said that his um, favourite sportscaster was Phil Liggett. <laughs> Phil Liggett. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and I was able to say, well, I've actually been bird watching with Phil Liggett. 
this was um, in Athens, you might recall. Mm, next I do. Year. Yeah. Well, I think we um, we got them pretty well with Phil. We did. And Phil loves bird watching, so uh, I, I, I had some binoculars, and so we went out and looked for some birds. Not that there were many. I mean, it's Greece after all. A <laughs> 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 bit like Italy, you know. Birds don't really count for much. But no, anyway. But they shoot them. Yeah, 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 exactly. Anyway, we saw one or two and didn't shoot them. And uh, he said, uh, this is Charlie, he said he'd been bird watching with um, Bill Wyman <laughs> and, and winked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pure Charlie. Yeah. You know. Very funny, polite. Very, dry. very fu- dry. dry. Yeah, dry. Terrific dry. sense of humour. Mm. Lovely fella and, uh, and very, very missed. Uh, did you put your drumsticks out? No, I did. I, look, I should have. Yeah. I should have, but I didn't. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I it just took There was me. no great movement to put drumsticks no, out. No, I no, thought no. that was missed. It was I missed. I was expecting a lead from somebody who, you know, yeah. at the top. Yeah, I, I thought there might have been a march of the drummers or something. I mean... <sighs> yeah, well, that would have been good. That would have been good. I mean, COVID times, they would have been challenged. They probably would have gotten into trouble. But if they'd maintained social distancing and masked up and just held their sticks out in front, they might have got away with it. Now, uh, Ash Barty has won the Cincinnati Open, which is great preparation for the US Open, HG, which I think might begin on Monday. Uh, what terrific form she is in. Mm-hmm. Uh, bugger all Bogut. That's Andrew Bogut. That's our, that's our bugger all boy. Uh, he's had enough of lockdowns. Has he? He is. He's a bit down in the dumps and it's made him angry. It's made him very angry. I don't like it when Bogut's angry. He says that it's a denial of freedom. His freedom and the freedom of all those who just want to get out and mix. And get Is that together. what he wants to That's do? what he wants to do. He wants to get out and mix. He's missing people. He's missing the dudes. You know, he's missing, you know, throwing a few hoops. He's, yeah. he's missing just, you know, being with people, with his people. His people. His people. Hoops people. Yeah, hoops people. You know, yeah. you know not when hoops people get together. Oh, that's great. It's great. It's, it's like when you get, you know, a bunch of drummers together. Yeah. I mean, it just goes off. Hmm. Anyway. Who would they talk about? Andrew Gaze? Probably. And Lindsay Gaze, his father. Yeah. You know, the father, really the father of our, Australian our bronze man. Uh, yeah, of our exactly. Bronze yeah. Goes all the way back to Lindsay Gaze. Tokyo. That's my thesis. Mm. Uh, now, the AFL final is to be played in Perth. What a real shot in the arm this is for the West Australian economy. By golly, they're doing something right there. Aren't they? Aren't they? <laughs> what outstanding Australia. What outstanding, outstanding. outstanding leadership. Outstanding leadership. Yeah. Doing something right in Western Australia. Doing something right in Queensland, aren't they? I mean, outstanding leadership. I mean, you know it when you see it, don't you? Passes muster, doesn't it? Absolutely does. If you're going to have an AFL final, have it in Perth or have it in Brisbane. They're the only two cities that have put their hands up. They're the only ones that can. It's the only, player, the only, two, the only two cities in Australia where we've got leadership. Absolute leadership. And uh, I'm not quoting myself here. I'm quoting Bugger or Bogart. Now, uh, Sir Ian Botham yes. is appointed the trade envoy to Australia. I don't know if many people remember the both. Oh, I suppose they would. Uh, Certain age? Yes. Now, uh, he's formerly known, HG, as Baron Botham of Raisins Roth. Baron Botham. He's changed his name. Well, it was, this is, it was this a title. Is, this is the title he's, he's earned. Mm-hmm. He's earned, um, earned on the field by being a, an all-rounder. Mm-hmm. Remember, he could bat a bit and bowl a bit. He could. Headingly, uh, who can forget? Who can forget that? Might have mm. scored a ton, won the Test match uh, against all odds. Yeah. And I think the only odds that were taken up were by the Australian wicketkeeper and, and Dennis uh, Lilly. And Dennis Lilly, that's right. Yeah. Roddy be- Marsh who, and Dennis who Lilly betted on uh, on who, the way down uh, to bet- the ground. <laughs> that's right. They they uh, but might have bet at Ladbrokes or something like that. 
Um, I think they bet on uh, England winning. Yeah. <laughs> and, and both of them won it for them, you know, against Different the times. Terrific odds. Times. But, but, you know, the Australians having lost, there were a couple of winners in the team. <laughs> Um, so, I mean, he brings those skills, doesn't he, to Well, is train. he going to move to Australia? Well, I mean, he can't do a worse job than, say, the former Prime Minister Abbott is doing, doing as a trade good. envoy for England. I mean, in Europe, as far oh, as no. I know. And, uh, and Matthias Corman, he's doing a ter- tremendous job. I don't know what job it is, but it's great. Outstanding? Outstanding, yes, outstanding. Anyway, we welcome Sir Ian to our shores. I don't know when his arrival. I suppose he'll go into lockdown. I suppose he'll have yeah, to. He'll have to, mm. unless he goes to one of your states. Oh, unless, unless he goes to Western Australia. Mm. Oh, they're doing an outstanding job. Um, uh, Usman Khawaja, speaking of cricket, she's claimed that some in the Australian team are stabbing Coach Langer in the back. Can this be right? What? Are they calling? Are they, are they stabbing Coach Langer in the back or are they just being honest? I think they're just being honest, aren't they? they? They can't stand the bloke. And when you can't stand the bloke, you've got to say, you've got to say what you think. Otherwise, there's no honesty in the dressing room. You've right. got to have honesty in the dressing room. That, that, that's where winning begins, mm. with honesty, mm. doesn't it? It does. It's up to the rest of the players to say, well, do I agree or disagree? And say, well, Langer, we don't like it, Owen. We don't like it, mate. We don't get on. We don't, we don't see your vision. Mm. We just don't see it. Your vision. Your vision. Perfectly Yeah, point. what is your vision? Coach Langer? Yeah. You know, just shouting at us. Well, we're going to shout back. We're not hearing. We're not hearing no vision for you, man. We're going to respect for you, man. No respect. Now, uh, in a week where we lost Charlie Watts, who would have thought that in the same week, within twenty-four hours, we'd lose Lord Ted Dexter? What odds? What odds? I know. Eh? I know. What odds? Mm. Um, Lord Ted, I never knew him, never met him. No. Was never really interested much in no. Lord Ted. Uh, when I think of Lord Ted, Dull. I, I think of Lord Ted Goodwin. You <laughs> would. What a yeah. terrific player. Yeah. I, I mean, whenever Lord, whenever Lord Ted comes up, automatically yeah. I think Lord Ted Goodwin. Yeah. Uh, that try he scored where he knocked himself out in the um, grand final, might have been at 77. Uh, chip over the top, regathered, and chipped ahead again, regathered. Outfoxed everyone and then scored right on just in time and knocked himself out in the act of doing so. Hard to do. Hard to do. I don't think it's ever been done again. No. No. Now they broke the mould when they made Lord Teddy Goodwin. We uh, caught up with Lord Ted we a did. few years ago in yeah, Perth. in Perth. Where he became, still lively. Uh, yeah, still prosecuting lively. Prosecuting the Western Reds. That's right. And uh, he became a referee. Uh, has done tremendous work for. I mean, you look at the state of rugby league in Western Australia. Lord there's only Ted. one man to thank, Lord Ted Goodwin. Mm. Who would have thought? Mm. Marvelous fellow, and 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 uh, I think. How's Lord Ted going to be remembered? The other one, you no, know, the, the other cricketer. one. Well, he played, I think, from memory, about sixty-two tests HG. I think he might have captained England for about thirty tests. Yeah. I want to say. A batting average of around 47, yeah. which in those days was pretty good. Yeah. You know, they, they, they didn't have the big bats and any no. of that sort of stuff, you know, and uh, better wickets and covers on the wickets and yeah, that sort of thing. Were. It was a different time. Mm. Simpler times. Different times. Simpler times, yes. Uh, now, as you mentioned, the third Bledisloe uh, to be played on Father's Day, this is in Perth. What a shot in the arm for Perth. God, Marty, something's, something's doing, someone's doing something right in Perth, aren't they? <laughs> Outstanding leadership somewhere, somewhere there. I don't know. I don't know who we thank there, but whoever's doing it might be Lord Ted. 
Lord Ted. He might have something to do with it. Now, it's been a great week for the greatest game of all. As you mentioned or alluded to, H.G., Bulldog Adam Elliott's toilet tryst. <laughs> I know. It's, it's magnificent. a wonderful story, isn't it? I mean, I know. The and, romance of rugby league. People say rugby league hasn't got any romance. Yes, it has. Yes, it has. And I've, I've said on this program not so long back that rugby league players fall in love at the drop of a hat. Yes. No one falls in love faster than a rugby league player. And on this occasion, it yep. was with a fellow rugby league player. Yes, from the uh, NRLW. NRLW, yeah. And yep. how, this yep. is going to blossom into... Of course it will. You know, yes. the whole thing. The, I know. The, the blokes and the... I know, I know, I know, I know. No toilet's going to be safe. Isn't <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> no, true. I, I mean, I just warn people: if you if you do need to use any public convenience anywhere, please knock and enter carefully, because you don't want to disturb. And it's always wise to ask the management. I think that's where this went horribly wrong. Ah, yes. Was the management obviously knew what was going on yes. and had to be informed sooner or later? Sure. And, you know, it's, it doesn't take anything to ask. Yeah. Are the toilets safe? Are the toilet. Yeah. Is anyone in the toilet? Are anyone using the toilet? Oh, yeah couple of rugby league players. Oh, okay, mate, no worries, I'll go next door. I think there are rugby league players next door as well. Oh, well, okay, uh, what there's do a, you reckon? Well, there's a portaloo down yeah, the Yeah, go to the portaloo. Mm. You sure it's not being used? I just noticed a couple of rugby Oh, anyway, you'll work it out. Just hold on to it. Uh, now, have we seen the last of Josh Dugan? I think Josh, poor old Josh was, uh, I mean, he just took a wrong turn and ended up in Lithgow. <laughs> this is going to happen. This might have been last week. I think we reported it on this program. We did. I think we broke the story. We did. And the Yetholm yeah, yeah, bypass. Yeah, 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 the bypass. He took another and wrong turn. And they'd gone out yeah. to feed the animals. trying to get the... back to Cronulla. Oh, yeah. It all went wrong. Ended up in Yetholm and bloody cops there again. And what are you doing? Honestly, that's happened to me. It can happen to anyone, mm. HG. I mean, the, the the road signage in that part of the Blue oh, Mountains. It's, it's atrocious. Yeah. It's you don't know where you are. The reverse of outstanding. Yes. You don't know where you are. <laughs> anyway. So much to offer, Josh. You know, still, I think, so much to offer. I mean, he might, he might be able to find a bit of work maybe in rural and regional Australia rugby league. Well, of course, uh, Sam Captain Burgess. coach somewhere, the, the Sam Burgess coach. route. Yeah, yeah well, that's a bit great, he'd uh, certainly be welcomed into any community, wouldn't he? <laughs> Josh Dugan's coming. You can see the, the headline in the local rag. Mm-hmm. You know, we're saved. Rugby Dugues. league saved. Dugs is here. Uh, now, St George recruit, that's George Burgess, He's under investiga- investigation for relieving a bloke of his phone. Yeah, what did you make of this incident? I thought... I thought. Well, my understanding is this, that uh, George turned up somewhere to buy something and uh, was parking his car when he noticed across the street someone in another car was filming him. He took umbrage at this. With a view to dobbing him well, in? I don't know. What's Burjo doing? Yeah, what's Burjo doing? Isn't that Burjo? You know, I... I mean, most people are the same. If you see any of the Burgess brothers, the first thing you do is automatically reach for your phone and want to film it. Because <laughs> you know there's a fair chance that something's going to break out, something yeah. great. Yeah. You know, something interesting, something yeah. you can share. Something we might appear in love at first flush. Yes, exactly, exactly. Anyway, George didn't like this and went over and uh, had words with the bloke and ended up with his phone. Anyway, that's all I know at this stage. Uh-huh. What's happened to the phone? Dunno. Police inquiries. There are certain people helping police with their inquiries, I think. Haven't the players I think done it? George, uh, I, I think George might be one of them helping. Haven't the players done an excellent job this week promoting oh, the finals? promoting the finals. Yeah. Have they ever? No, it's... Have they ever? Now, uh, Melbourne um, is uh, in a poll this week, actually. Melbourne is regarded as the most respected and the most hated team 
in the NRL. Isn't that interesting? Fascinating thoughts. Yeah. Of the nation. Of the nation, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The most popular and the most resented and reviled and hated. Uh, that, that used to be Manly's go, you know. Everyone hated Manly. Not so much anymore. Most people hate the Storm. Don't know why. Maybe it's because so many people like them. Don't no, it get is, it. it. It is hard. It's isn't it? weird, isn't it? I know. It's weird. I just don't it's get it. It's counterintuitive. Mean, yeah. There's something there. There's an element of truth to it, though. Yeah. I mean, you can respect the storm, but you can also hate them and you can also like them. It's I'm, weird, isn't it? I'm quite comfortable with the storm when they're playing other teams. Yes. When they're playing Parramatta, I worry you about don't it. You don't like it. I don't like it. Because they win. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, so it's when they play Manly, I'm quite happy. I'm quite happy, yeah, yeah, because they, they always beat Manly. Yeah, Roosters. Anyway... Now, the Storm is shooting for 20 wins in a row. It's never been done, never been achieved. Never been achieved. 20 wins consecutively. I noticed you were talking to Ian Schubert about this. I did. You know, because he was there Yes, at in the 75 when in they 70- did the 19. Yeah. That's right. That's right. I asked him uh, if there were any of the Storm players that get into the Roosters team of 75. He said, I wouldn't take any of them. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't take See, any of them. that's a big call. That is it? a very big call, isn't it, from Ian Papa Schubert? Hazen? No, wouldn't no take I wouldn't Papa. take him. Wouldn't take anyone. No, 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 no. He'd back the 75 Roosters to beat the Storm 2021. That's what he's saying. Has he seen a modern game? Don't know what shoe he's been doing. Don't know. He was the integrity man there for he a was. while, wasn't he? He was. Well, that can jaundice your view. Rugby league. <laughs> you know, you've only got to do that for a few years and you, the seeds of self-doubt you know, know. <laughs> That's turns right. into a forest in doing? your mind. Next thing you know, you know, you're taking the wrong turn near you get home. Um... <laughs> But my theory is, HG, that um, quite possibly Cam, that's Cam Smith, and Billy, that's Billy Slater, they might have been holding the team back. Right. Now, this is controversial. It is, isn't it? Are you suggesting the big three, Cronk, Yeah, I uh, think they Cam. I think they were holding the storm back. Yeah. Because the storm were better now than they no, were no, with those clowns. Way, yeah, those clowns. You're absolutely Cam, right. They're, they look like clowns now. I mean, would yeah. you take Cam back into the team? No. No. Huh? Would you take Kronk back the team? No. No. Slater? Slater? No. no. Not a hope. hope. Make of that what you will. Rugby League is the only code to assist in the development of both the Pfizer and AstraZeneca vaccines. Fact. This is Bludging on the Blind Side. Yes, and um, let's start with those uh, remarkable... Bits of history that are about to be broken. And you mentioned the storm, which yes. we might get to talk a little bit about in a minute. Mm. But the other one, which is fantastic and has been got me intrigued, uh, is the whether the Bulldogs can uh, get one more blot in their scorebook mm. because then they'll become the officially the world's, as in the rugby league world's, worst team. Really? At the moment, uh, they're on, they've got four shutouts, as they call them, this year. Yeah. And uh, obviously, they've got the spoon. Uh, they're scoreless this year. Four separate games have been against Penrith, mm. Brisbane. That's a bit of a surprise. South Sydney and Manly. Mm. And according to, uh, you know, people who have, you know, take these things, God, what an interest that would be, mm. going through the records, looking at how many teams have lost to blot. Mm. No side has been held to zero five times. Really? Not Annandale, not Newtown, not even the Bears. Right. Worryingly. Is this going back to 1908? 1908. Right. Worryingly, Canterbury would be, uh, have already had the unwanted round had centre Aaron Shoup not scored the team's only try against Penrith in round 12 with under 60 seconds to play. But 
it's a funny uh, old game, rugby league, isn't it? it is, isn't yeah, it? all there. You got the bet on. You yeah. think they'll do it today? Mm. Yeah, they're they're against the top team. Yeah, you know, sure to be nothing. Yeah. and then Shoop comes along and bugs your bet bugs up. Bugs your up. Yep. Now, yep. I've forgotten who they're playing today, but I think there's a chance it could be a. Yeah. a are they playing Penrith today? Or, or this weekend, I can look up okay, in a minute. Okay, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, you, you, yeah, okay. Anyway, there's a real chance. So you think, uh, you're, the, oh, right, well, hmm, you'd have to imagine that we'd have to look, Trent Barrett would have to look at their attack, wouldn't he? <laughs> would he? Manly. Oh, no, they're playing Manly, Manly. Yeah. yeah, right. Well, well, is it in Manly's interest to let them score something? Uh, good question. I can't, yeah, I'm not, I, don't know. I can't see the numbers clip from my vantage point. They've already lost to Blot to Manly already this season. Right. So it's a good each way bet, isn't it? That yes. they get nothing again. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, now, a fortnight ago against the Gold Coast, mm. uh, it was uh, maybe at the Gold Coast, it was the Bulldogs' utility, uh, Bailey Beyond Iodo, who crossed for a side's only try with eight minutes to play mm. to uh, obviously save them from this. I'm describing it as a desirable yeah. position in the record books because, yeah. let's face it, they've had a – I don't like using this term, yeah. shit out here. Yes, they have. But to have that it's, it's hard locked to up, Yes, it's hard to one imagine you're going to have a worse year than this year. So if you're going to create a record, do it this year. Now, you know, so, so there's no pressure on you to, you know, to break the record next year. That's what I worry about. Players are going to be disappointed over Christmas thinking, oh, well, we went so close. <laughs> Give another <laughs> Now, unfortunately, of course, they with Gould there, they made a few signings. Matt Burton, Tavita Pangai Jr. Yes. Uh, I think he was persuaded to go there by Willie Mason, who was oh, a big Willie rap Mason, for the whole yes. setup. Yeah, yeah. Paul Vaughan's bringing his barbecue over. Very good. To the kennel. Yep. Matt Dufty, the bloke who doesn't get oh, on with Dufty, Griffin. Oh, Dufty, yeah, right. It's a great lot of people, isn't it? Yeah. And then there's Brent Naden and Josh Adokar, who I still reckon's feeling that. Uh, back injury from his oh, memory yeah, state, state of origin mm. game. Yes, yes, now, yes, yes. Still on paper, you know, Barrett would have to be pretty excited about that. Licking his he? lips. Unfortunately for yeah. Bulldogs fans, the current mob is, is a chance of becoming the worst NRL outfit mm. uh, not named um, in, in an era, <clears throat> outfit not named the 2016 Newcastle Knights. Five right. years ago, the Knights went through their year with just one win and a draw. Right. The Bulldogs, with four rounds to play, boast two wins. So they, they're not as bad as the Knights yeah, as the in Knights win and were, yeah, loss. Okay. But in okay. terms of shutouts, yeah. they're the worst team. On the list of worst-performed NRL teams, it leaves them second at the moment, slumped lower than even the 99 Western Suburbs Magpies, who right. were terrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, they conceded a whopping 944 points. Uh, obviously, the clubs last year, they, they joined the West Tigers. Right. They've kicked on. Yeah. Well, in the manner of speaking. Sure. Coached yep. by the late uh, Tommy Rodonikas, mm. the Magpies still managed three wins that year. Right. According to uh, Fox Sports statistician, Canterbury lost, have also lost by 20 points in more than 11 games this year. Oh. That's a fair margin, isn't it? Yeah, but it's an unusual year. Where, where, I know. Where, you know, so there were so many blowout scores because of the, the mysterious uh, six again rule. That's what's changed it. Now, while the Dogs do have a reasonably favourable run to the finish, except for today, obviously, or this weekend, they currently, someone of strength, Barrett has had to borrow, I don't know if this still exists, they might have moved on from this problem, they had to borrow Canberra players. Oh, Oh, dear. Well, you know you're in trouble when you're borrowing sticks, detritus, (laughs) aren't you? God, if they're not good enough to play for stick. Now, with props. The only thing that might save them today, HG, is that maybe Manly are going to rest a lot of players. Yeah. You know, I can't imagine Turbo Tom turning up today. I don't think he'll be playing. Oh, that's a good question. Or tomorrow. 
whenever the game whenever is the game tomorrow. Is. Yeah, yeah. Look, I haven't looked at. Uh, no, but I'd, I'd be surprised. Now, yeah. the other teams to finish up on this yeah. terrific topic. Mm. I don't know why this didn't lead the news on nine. Say, think of this. You know, yep. league lovers. The others, uh, Annandale in nineteen twenty. Mm. 1920, Parramatta in 1974, that was just before they went on the big run. Yeah. And Newtown, 1982, right. North Sydney, 1989, and Cronulla in 2014. Right. Right. So well, there's six yeah. teams, I might have said five earlier, six mm. teams that kept scoreless uh, four times a year, mm. but dogs have a chance to go one better. Dogs have a chance to, go, have a chance one to better. go one better. Yeah. Oh, that's um, mm, that's food for thought. I wonder if Barrett's raised this in the dressing room. <laughs> the Rugby League Players Association, in partnership with the Bank of Volandes, have done a deal with Bitcoin to pay all rugby league salaries Cardano cash. Stay tuned for blockchain updates on bludging on the blind side. Now, <clears throat> this is a. Uh, Practical thing I need to get your thoughts on, Roy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eels, I think they're playing the Storm, speaking of the Storm. Yes. Uh, <clears throat> might be on later today. Now, Dylan Brown is hoping a side switch will help him and Mitchell Moses get the better of the Storm mm-hmm. with the young Parramatta pivot declaring the Eels can match Melbourne's playmaking genius. That's a big call. Playmaking genius? Hmm. They're talking about the grub? Or Sorry. just their general playmaking genius? Uh, well, hang on, hang on, hang on. Yeah. The, the uh, Storm, uh, you've jumped codes, haven't you? The Grub. Yeah. Uh, the, yes. Don't worry. That's all right. That, we can come back to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, set to take on the all-star p- halves of Cameron Munster and Jerome Hughes. Well, uh, Munster I regard as the Grub. Yeah, okay, that fair enough. Yeah. yeah, no, that's right. Yeah. Um, oh, no, well, well observed. Yeah. Yeah, an elbow, I'll use it. Oh, yeah, I mean. A knee, I'll use knee, it. Yeah. boot, Kicking, I'll use yeah. it. yeah, yeah. Yeah. And if you got me involved in a hip drop tackle, I'd be I'd thrilled be to bits. Mm. Now, this is um, in finals rehearsals. Brown said switching sides with Moses two rounds ago could provide the Eels with an attacking spark. They'll need to topple the, obviously, the Victorians. And wouldn't that be ironic mm. if they could knock them over with the side switch yeah. in this game and rob them of the, uh, obviously, mm. the record? Mm. Uh, in a bid to kickstart his attack, Arthur swapped Brown from the right side to the field to the left side and Moses from the left side to the right side, predictably enough, mm. after Parramatta scored just 12 points against Souths. That's a few weeks ago. There are some new things we're working on, but good things take time uh, and we're working on things considering that we both uh, we both played either side. It isn't that dramatic a change. It's not too worrying. Just have to have, the you know, have yeah. b- the players around us have to be aware that it's on. Mm. Now, the Eels are guaranteed a spot in the eight, but they will need to uh, at least trouble the storm to be viewed as a serious contender following the 56 to 10 loss to the Seagulls early this month. We've been frustrated with ourselves over the last month. Oh, I know how that feels. Yeah. Uh, frustrated with ourselves over the last month. We know we can play uh, footy and mm. we can play good footy when we're on. Now, mm. did you mm. and Stomp ever swap sides? We did a couple of times. Uh, we were both in the second row at that stage with the, with the Shermrocks. Uh, Stomp was, uh, these days you'd call him a right edge player and I was on the left edge mm-hmm. and uh, Grass got us aside one night and said, just wanted to surprise the boys, mix it up, uh, I want you to swap around. For Orange Sims? Uh, I think we were playing Bass Charlton's mm-hmm. and uh, it was just weird because uh, Stomp had trouble passing the ball 
Yeah. You know, in in you could only pass to the winger. Yeah, on, on the edge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His yeah, yeah. side. His side. So the ball yeah. kept on coming the back ball in. Ball kept on coming back in. Yeah, <laughs> you got it. You got it. Which confused Bathurst Charlton because uh, you know they always expected Stomp to go that way. You know, and they they'd worked out their plans to yeah. to, to nullify Stomp. They would worked uh, on and, super eight yeah, footage and, and it forced them to swap their players around, and their players could only pass in one direction. So it was a really weird game. Nothing happened in the middle. Everything happened out beyond the edge. It was the only, it was a sort of beyond the edge special. So all the points came from wingers. It was wow. just unreal. And did that draw applause in the next, uh, say, in the media reviews of it? Wingers? Oh, well. <clears throat> wingers have field day? Yeah, 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 yeah. There was a big thing on the back page of the, of the Lithgow Mercury. You know, you know, you know, wingers have come to town and, you know, mm. there was a oh, big special then edge. on wingers. Who was Lithgow's best winger? You know, was it Dennis Tipping or not? Most people thought it was. Mm. Um, so, so then uh, people wrote in. You had letters to the editor about my favourite winger. You know, uh, wingers. Top hundred wingers. Yeah, top hundred wingers. In top the, fifty. Yeah. Um, best ever wingers never to visit Lithgow. Best wingers to uh, never play for the Char- Bathurst Charlestons. You know, it just went on for weeks and weeks and weeks. Can I ask? Do you think it worked for the Eels? No. No. <laughs> the mother of a rugby league player and I am proud of the rugby league values he displays week in, week out, on and off the paddock. This is Bludging on the Blind Side. Yes, um, now for the first fat of the afternoon on Bludging on the Blind Side. Uh, terrific... Um, a terrific prize. It's really jam-packed with uh, value. This is volume four of uh, Stride to Glory, the uh, official Olympic history uh, of the Olympic Games on VHS. It's still shrink-wrapped. It's really good. Colours even great. It's even got some dust on it. So that's a really good prize to have. And then Dennis Carnahan's Rugby League, the decade of big hits. And wait for it. From the uh, files here at the ABC, a special copy of the Bible, that is the Rugby League Week, now, this is defunct. It's no longer printed. Oh, it's the big form too, the big format. It's the big format. It's the old school format. Yeah. And what's interesting about it is it has the top 100 ornaments. Yes. To the game. Now, we are talking a lot about ornaments last week, the television show, which looks as though it's going to happen on Rugby League Day, whenever right. Rugby League Day happens, etc. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Carl Stefanovic reading out the first thousand, handing over to David Cox, and on and on it goes. Yeah, that's But this right. is the Bible's top 100. And so you get greats like, you know, the Little Master, Peter Sterling, Laurie Daly, etc. plus a lot of surprising people there who yeah. people may have forgotten. But that is really a collectible. That's that, got, uh, uh, looks to have a uh, The Little Master on the cover. The Little year. Master on the cover. And I was going to say, you know. What year is it, that one? Well, we're struggling to work out a date. Oh, we're, right. We're, Fair enough. I, normally you get the date printed well, on uh, these yeah, things. Yeah, isn't that weird? That, that was the time when Rugby League Week refused to acknowledge that there was, there was a date. <laughs> Remember? <coughs> When went on for weeks and weeks and weeks. Went on for weeks and weeks. weeks, weeks. That just <laughs> now, here, I'll give you an idea of flavour of it. Mm. Selecting the best 100 players of all time is no easy task. This is the Skype box about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, nobody has seen all the Australian great players in action. And even if they had, comparing players of different eras is fraught with obstacles. Who is better, Daly Messenger or Reg Gasnier? Wally Lewis or Vic Hay? Oh, Vic Hay. Now, Bradley Clyde or Ronnie Coote? There are questions without definitive answers, but yeah. inevitably, inevitably people always compare. One of the great joys of sport is to compare the greats of an era, of this era and that, 
and in doing so, remember players long gone and the focus and focus on the contributions they make. That's the great joy of it. That's the great joy of it, isn't it? Rugby league, yeah. Yeah. Just sitting around talking about old players. Yes. You don't have to remember what they did or where they played. No, no, no. Just talking about them. Anyway, it's a great prize. Vic Hay, you know, I haven't thought of Vic Hay in such a long time. I didn't realise he played. No. But I'm interested now Mm. to, to get the Hay story. Yeah, YouTube. Yeah. That's your, that's your friend. Yeah, Vic Hay. Oh. So it's a hell of a Speaking price. of ornaments, as she is, we were just casually before we started the show this week, uh, um, today that is, um, we discussed um, ornaments and monuments to humanity. I know. And I think there's only one. I, I think it was Mick Cronin who was described as an ornament to the game and a monument to humanity. Yeah. That's not to say there haven't been other monuments to what? humanity. Maybe Vic Hay was a monument to humanity. We just I don't, don't know. know. That's up for the public to argue this. Can I put So out... if we're going to have ornaments, we're going to have yeah. monuments to humanity as well. No, no, that's well. exactly my point. I was yes. going to say the, the television a subset special. of ornaments. Yeah, the television special yes. will have to have part of it donated to, you know, a breakout sort of, yes. you know, yeah. Wishy psychedelic sort of oh, yeah. thing. Yeah. Just talking off the top of me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love We've, television talk. That's great. <laughs> monuments to humanity. Yes. And then somebody famous will come in and discuss ah, that. Ah, yes. You know, yes. now. Yes. You might get, you might, uh, maybe the Prime Minister could announce that. Well, that would be great if the Prime Minister would. Yes. And if he could have a dialogue with somebody who had a slightly different view, like, say, Bob Carr. Oh, right. I just pick him because yeah, I know yeah, he knows. I don't know if Bob would be all that interested in. <laughs> He's not interested. That's no. why I'm seeing him sure. as a good possibility. Yeah. You know, sort of. Well, balance. it would make for good balance. television. It would. Yeah. He's that Vicay. Mm. Anyway, the uh, monuments the to question. humanity. Oh, look, just a couple of uh, on the uh, on the uh, text here, HG. Uh, Craig is suggesting that maybe Usman Khawaja was just being facetious. <laughs> yeah, of course. That's spot uh, on. That's, that's possible. That's spot when on. he was suggesting that people were putting their stabbing. You know, super coach Langer in the back. Um, now, uh, someone's wondering, that is David in Taree, is Lord Ted Goodwin an ornament to the game of rugby league? Well, of course he is. Total well, ornament, yeah, Lord Ted. Say that, uh, I, in I, fact, I, I, I'd even put Ted, I'd be suggested to put, I'd push Ted towards the monument to humanity. Yeah. How many monuments to humanity can we have? Just um, to, um, oh, well, I, I it's, to the it's a finite it's number of ornaments. Yeah, there well, is. there's a finite number of rugby league players. Yeah, that's, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Okay? And there might be the odd monument slash ornament lurking in, you know, France or the United Kingdom as well, for all we know. But it's up, up to the, the international audience to get involved and argue their case. Perfectly put. Perfectly put. Yeah, no, I agree. The, the, the monuments to humanity are decided by the people who but the support. the people decide. Yeah, rugby yeah. league. It's not up to us. No. I mean, we can just, only make, we can only speculate and make suggestions. We're just conjured. But only one has been announced at this stage. Yes, I know, that's right. And that's Mick Cronin, yeah, Mighty he, Mick. He, he shocked me when Rab said that. When Rab know. said that, yeah. Am, but but Rab doesn't say these things lightly. No. And I, he's I, never used that term since. Again, yeah. Monument to humanity. Uh, I've it was got only a, the ones. Yeah. And we heard it. Yeah. I, I, and I was it was Mick Cronin. Yeah, I was shocked. Maybe, no. I was shocked. Well, see, you could argue Ray Price was an ornament to the yeah. game. Peter Sterling? Peter Sterling, an ornament. Well, we mentioned no, Peter last week. No, obviously he was, yeah. That but he was a monument to humanity. humanity. But was he monument to humanity? Yeah, I know that's I your discussion so. point. I don't think so. How do we determine monument to humanity? Well, we haven't got any... We'll have to ask Rams. What was his criteria? Yeah, true, criteria. Big, big question. Very big question. So much to think about, so little time. I know. Uh, now, question. question. Oh, we're after a question. Mm. The question is, HG, who put his hand up this week 
for uh, an episode of Love at First Flush. Who put his hand up this week for an episode of Love at First Flush? Now, the number, one three hundred three six one seven hundred. 361 That's one three hundred three six one seven hundred. All comers phone now. Rugby League delivers more hope to the hopeless than any other code in recorded history. Fact. This is bludging on the blind side. Who are we talking to, Roy? Yes, we're joined by Alan uh, from Woodford. Happy happy Rugby League, Alan. Happy Rugby League, Roy. Now, happy Alan, are you uh, Woodford, H- New South Wales or Woodford, Queensland? No, no, Woodford, New South Wales, Roy, the Blue Mountains. Blue Mountains. Yes, uh, you've had a cold morning, cold, uh, cold oh, weather. Yes. Cool and cloudy. Have you had any snow? Oh, a little bit further up, but not down here. We're only 600 metres up. Ah, okay. Right. Now, uh, how Rugby you... league in the area, uh, yeah. Alan. How, how's it travelling? Is it, uh, you know, as exciting it's as it all... used to be? Or It's all locked away at the moment. No, um, I understand. The, the, the black cats play at, out of Katoomba occasionally. Yes, um, and the, the local, the, the junior clubs are from Springwood and further down towards Penrith. Yes, yes. Uh, just uh, normally, Alan, do you find yourself heading further up the mountain or down towards Penrith? Well, what's the most oh, common? A little bit more lately up the mountain towards Katoomba. Yes. But, um, you know, it, it depends on the uh, on the weather. It's often bleak up that way. Yes. Well, you'd be looking forward to, I think it's uh, September the 13th, where you'll be able to have a picnic. And if that's the case, would you be going, say, to the Hartley Valley? Oh, we, we could. The problem's going to be remembering five people I can take with me. Uh, yeah. Well, four. I think five is the maximum. So, uh, oh, you, yes. You, <clears throat> yes, four. You, you'd be able to get uh, yeah. four, mate, four mates together. Now, listen, Alan, yeah. unfortunately the time is getting away from us. Can you oh, yes. let I'll Roy get, set I'll out the question, the question and have a swing at it? Yeah, who put their hand up for Love at First Blush this week? Alan? Oh, Adam, Adam Elliott. Yes, absolutely leader. right. Yeah. And um, do you think the dogs can get the record today? Uh, I hope so. I hope so. There, yes, said with a lot of enthusiasm. Something to take from a, from a, uh, Miserable a, a season. terrible year. Okay, so you get the Dennis Carnahan Rugby League Decade of Hits, you get the VHS of the Stride to Glory, and, of course, this this exclusive copy of uh, the Rugby League Week with the first top 100 ornaments to the game. Uh, thanks very much for being part of Bludging on the Blind Side. Rugby League MasterChef is holding auditions for the next series. If you are a ticketed rugby league player, send a sample of your handiwork to MasterChef headquarters. Stand by the stove and listen for details on Bludging on the Blind Side. Yes, and if you want to get involved with the show, uh, 0467920222 is the text line, text number, and the big one, the one they all want, Roy and HG at abc.net.au. Forget what I said earlier in the uh, in the show. Roy and HG at abc.net.au is the place to go. And the following people have, Roy. Yes, they have HG. Now, Joshua's been in touch, or Josh. says, I'm the sports coordinator at Plumpton Public School. This is in Sydney's western suburbs. That's a great school. Tremendous school. Yeah, very lively. And our principal, Ms Larkin, has decided, after hearing the promotion of it, to celebrate National Rugby League Day on September the 8th. Now, we have pointed out that it has been postponed, but uh, apparently the kids at Plumpton... Uh, they got a sniff and they want to be school, part they're, of they're it. They're going to go ahead with it because normally it is on September the 8th. Uh, it's always been uh, September the 8th, National Rugby League Day. 
Uh, so uh, they're having their annual Footy Colours Day and raising money for the Fight Cancer Foundation. Isn't that great? Which they're, is wonderful. They're able to wear jumpers well, and beanies. Well, obviously the kids won't be at school that day, so they're being encouraged to wear their favourite team's jersey on their Zoom classes. The modern world. The modern world with their respective <coughs> teachers. I'm sure there'll also be plenty of discussion started by us teaching staff that day about which places, which players are rugby league ornaments. Wow, what a great topic what for kids. What a great topic for the kids. That's going to get them in. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. Especially when we open up the subset for them of monuments. Well, they're... <coughs> to humanity. Uh, like most kids in New South Wales right now, a celebration of the greatest game of all with a perfect diversion and escape of what is a difficult time. We hope other schools and workplaces can join us in doing the same thing, donning their favourite Guernseys. Happy Rugby League from everyone here at Plumpton Public School. Isn't that a great letter? That's a wonderful, uplifting letter in mm. this troubled times. Mm. Mm. Isn't it? I think um, could be our best email ever. Yeah, I think so. I think so. We, we wish them all the best with that day. I don't know how the money's raised. I suppose you've got to pay a bit of money to wear your Guernsey on the Zoom call. Like $2 something, or something, $2 something like that, something yeah. like that would be a token, yeah. a gold coin. Yeah, gold like coin that. to wear it, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah Pity yeah, they yeah. can't go to school, though, seeing all the other kids. Yeah, I know, in their various is, Guernseys. Yeah. And, would you come in Manly for? Do you yeah, like you're Manly? stupid. You're stupid. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Hard to do on Zoom. Uh, yeah, it is. It is. Um, but, but could I suggest you could suggest make it a theme for the week? Like an essay, the day I met an ornament, or, or something like that. Just just, ten, or, just five paragraphs. Or rule kids. changes I'd like to see. Yeah, rule changes that work. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And where should the grand final be played? Yes. I mean, there's so many topics. So many topics. That could be part of your geography. Well, now, have I got this right? In fact, the NRL at the moment yeah. are thinking of running the finals yes. up the Queensland Rural coast. Rural and regional Queensland. Rural and regional Australia. Rural and regional Queensland. Queensland, yes. They're going to Mackay and Toowoomba yes. and Cairns. Yes, Yeah, some of them have pretty small crowds, but that That's doesn't matter. That's right, but that opens up the interest for the kids at Plumpton. Exactly. At Plumpton. They're going to think Mackay. Now, where's that? You know, what do they grow there? Do, do they get pineapples there? Do they go sugar there? Perfect. Perfect. And suddenly questions being asked. Is that where the sugar comes the from? The birds the birds of Mackay. The birds of Mackay. Yeah. Speaking of Charlie Watts. Sure, sure, early. sure. Or what fish do you get in Mackay? Well, what a good question. Can you get any barra that far? Oh, that far south? Or I don't think north? so, but I could be, could be oh, entirely know. wrong. We'll see. There you are. Yeah, I know. Talking points. We don't points. know. Mm. <laughs> How cold does it get in wintertime in Mackay? There's a question. You know, what, what's, what's, what's your maximum and minimum? What's what? your maximum and minima for the year? Yeah. What? Come on, kids, quickly. Yeah, and sunrise, sunset. Yeah, yeah. What are, what are the local rugby league teams in Mackay? What are, what are their colours? Yeah, yeah. You're running on for Mackay tomorrow. You, you're playing left edge. Yeah. What <laughs> colour's your Guernsey? I mean, it can go anywhere. <laughs> can it? Why are they those colours? Where'd it come from? Yeah, uh, yeah. This comes from Graham. And maybe you could write correspondence because yeah. you wouldn't know who they were. Dear Rugby League and Mackay. Yes. Uh, oh, pen pals. Pen pals, that's right. They're yeah. old-fashioned idea. The old-fashioned idea. Yeah, but, but write a letter to someone just out, just look out up of the, blue. the phone book. Yeah, well, look up a team list. Yes. And you send know. them a letter. Ricky Stewart. Mr R. Stewart, Canberra. I'm sure it'd get to him. Or just Sticky. <laughs> That'd do it. Sticky, Australia. As long as it's got a stamp on it, it'd get to him. Uh, this comes from Graham. Happy Rugby League. 
Uh, much discussion has come of late of genuine ornaments of the game. Oh, more. Yeah. Well, may I please throw in my two favourites, Dishhead Dowling and Smoking Joe Kilroy? Well, arguably ornaments, I suppose. Well, we, I think it's fair to say is we did open it up. We did. To <clears throat> the mm. ornament being a thought provoker, memory yeah. starter, that sort of thing. Sure. It doesn't necessarily have to be somebody with a huge stat book. No. Of success. No. No, that's true. In fact, the majority of players don't have a stat book. Well, this is what he's getting to. But I feel there's another category, often overlooked, that ought to carry the same weight. Rugby League has given us the legends, the immortals and the ornaments, but we tend to ignore the true spirit of Rugby League, which is that of the battler. Why don't we celebrate the journeyman of Rugby League? Journeyman. Okay, here's a question that I think the kids should be tackling. Mm -hmm. What's the average number of games a rugby league player plays at the NRL level? Yes. It's bugger all. It's bugger all. Yeah. There are so many injuries, pitfalls. You're lucky if you get four or five. You can call that a career, can't you? Some do. Players that come to mind, Phil Blake, he was a journeyman, wasn't he? Well, he went to about five clubs. Went to about five clubs, yeah. yeah. He had a brother, didn't he? He was a journeyman too, the journeyman brothers. How many journeyman brothers have we had? Well, Appleside and Icy Tiger. There's two. <laughs> uh, That's a good question. What was Phil Blake's brother name? That's a good question. Yeah. Willie Mason. I suppose he was a journeyman. He played for a few clubs, didn't he? He played Canterbury, for Newcastle. Gogs, Newcastle. Yeah. Uh, Dale Shearer. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's the 1OB guy. Yeah. Too many options. Too many options. Yeah. He was a journeyman. Put simply, the journeyman is a simple man, a hard-working man, a man generous with his experience, and most importantly is a battler. The trials and tribulations of battling journeyman speaks to the average battling rugby league supporter. Beautiful, beautiful idea. Beautiful That's thought. poetry. It is, isn't That's it? That's poetry. Maybe you could have a sort of a, a day which celebrated averageness yes. and ask rugby league supporters to, say, gather at, uh, what's it called, Lotto Land. Lotto Land, and yeah. And have them introduced. I tell you what, I don't know where Graham's living, but if he's not too far from Plumpton Public School, wouldn't it be lovely if he dropped in, dropped in on their Zoom to share his thoughts? Yeah, about that's right. He, yeah, kids, I understand you're kids, talking about. Yeah, tournaments. I know you're interested in in this. Mm. What about uh, journeyman kids? Um, now, uh, this comes from Jim in Watsonia. He says, is it time Channel 7 began a succession plan for the replacement of Bruce? Who would you suggest it would be? Oh, well, well, it's got to be Basil, hasn't it? I think that's clear. That's clear that Basil... The Mayor of Perth. Like the Mayor of Perth. I, I mean... I mean, Basil, I, I, Basil hasn't done uh, athletics, but he could. He, he could. He, I mean, he, you know... do you, that standard You've got to beat a legend to become a legend. Yeah, that no, stuff I mean, falls under the tree. Bring it at home. I know. He's bringing it home. Bring it at home. They've got to bring it home in the mile. Bring it home in the, you know, whatever I, it is, the 800. That's his You know, stick. turning the corner, 200 out, bring it home. He wouldn't struggle with that at all. Now, He'd be perfect. Did you see the murderer at work in BT's explosion? Oh. I, I saw that straight away. He was trying to bump off BT. Is that right? Well, I don't know why, but he's... How did it happen? How do, hot, how do hot water systems blow up? How does that happen? Well, that's was what I mean. Was it a gas mean. hot water system? Well, that's what I mean. Was it gas? Do we know? Well, I don't know. Sounds like it was gas. It does. Doesn't, doesn't it? it? What yeah. was he doing fiddling with the gas? Well, he's a ticketed plumber. So Is called. He? Is he? Hmm. So-called. He's got a trade. Well, but he, he took your advice years oh, ago. Right. Always get a trade. BT's a plumber. Yeah. Like Johnny Farnham's a plumber. Yeah, that's right. That's right. It's funny. Um, back in the but day, there is a question, trade. who's the new Bruce? But maybe, you know, like, can I be honest here is 
There was only ever, ever going to be one Dennis Cometti. Yes. There was only go, ever, only ever going to be one Craig Willis. Yeah. And when they go, no one fills their place. You start again. You yes. create something new. You do. You do. I mean, I, I, sadly, those are people who I miss. I don't yeah. miss Harry Beitzel. No. You know, no. I don't miss, um, you know, I, I've got to be honest here. What I don't about miss... the Yibbity Yibbity Man? Do you miss him? Uh, no. Rex Hunt. No, I don't miss the Yibbity Yibbity Man. And the same no. way I don't really miss Louis Richards. No. I mean, he always established... See, Bruce didn't need anything. Like, well, no, we shouldn't be talking about Bruce in the past tense because he's still going. But he's never had to resort to any of that yibbity yibbity nonsense, has he? He's got his own nonsense. He's got away. His own, away. Yeah. Twisting, turning, <laughs> twisting, twisting, twisting. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. But that's his. I know, that's right. He doesn't need to dick anybody. He's, he's invented himself. He, has. he woke up one night and thought, oh, bloody hell, why don't I repeat words? Yeah. Phil Blake's brother is Michael. Michael Blake. Michael yeah. Blake, journeyman. <laughs> Absolute journeyman. Bob O'Reilly, a journeyman, uh, says Shane Parramatta? from Thirul. Yeah, yeah, big Bob O'Reilly. Parramatta? Parramatta, yeah. Coach Gibson, uh, he, he made the uh, discovery, Coach Gibson, that as you got older as a Ford, you had to lose weight. So yeah, you would. Bob O'Reilly got lighter Thin. and lighter as he got older and, and maintained very, his career. Very modern player. Very modern player, yeah. Uh, now, Peter, Peter's been in touch. He says, happy rugby league. Mm-hmm. He says, I just want to thank you for the mention you, ma- you, mentioned you made of Les Favell. Yes. We, made, we mentioned Les last week. South Australian cricketer, might have been captain of the uh, South Adelaide Austra- South, Adela- Australian South Australian team. South Australian team, yeah. yeah. Uh, my Played very, forever. Yes. My very shy father once confided to me that he bowled Les Favell with a wrongen when playing for New South Wales country against the touring South Australians. Oh, those were the days when South Australia went on tour. Yeah. It makes me smile with fond memories of our conversations in the backyard while building his aviary. When you remember, Les, I, I get a flow on of happiness. Isn't that great? Isn't that lovely? Isn't that great? I wonder how Les many people has the, have, you know, experienced the Favel effect. Yes. Well, that's what you'd call it, isn't it? It is. The Favel effect. Yeah. I bet you. Now, he was a bit of a monument to humanity, wasn't he, Les Favel? Les um, great 19 tests, not a great average, 27. No. But he held up an end. He held up an end. Did yeah. he In open? In a day when held, holding up an end meant, meant something. something. Did he open? Oh, I don't know if he's he opened. boycott-esque in his yeah. sort of batting. That's the only he thing. He scored one century, 101 he got. Les Favell. Against the Kummels. Don't know. Don't know. Don't know. Easy bits. But it's a good story. Um, the Favel effect. We'll have to keep our eye out. Yes, for that. yes. I might try it on the bus on the way home. Not that there'd be many people on the Just bus. Just mention Les Favel and see what happens. Yeah, exactly. A lot of people are going to put their hand up or. Or just start yeah. grinning. Yeah. I've been waiting and, uh, for all my life for someone to mention Les Favel. I haven't thought of him in years. Yeah, thanks for that. He's a terrific bloke. Thanks for remembering me, Les Favel. Oops. Uh, Mark's been in touch. In the post match interview with Cody Walker last weekend, he was asked what advice Wayne had given him before the game. Walker replied that Wayne had told him to just go out and be Cody Walker. It caused me to wonder who Cody was being and whether his former coaches are kicking themselves for not thinking to tell Cody to be Cody before each match. Fair enough. No, a can of worms here. If Cody can be whoever he's told, perhaps come finals, Wayne could tell him to be Darren Lockyer or, or Wally Lewis. Or Hayes Dunster. Or, or whatever his name is. I haven't got that or, right, have I, Hayes? Oh, yeah, Vic Hay. Oh, well, Vic Hay, yeah, separate. I think Cody Walker has struggled to be Vic Hay. <laughs> well, we'd have to Nobody hear. can remember what Vic Hay no, was like. There's no YouTube. Well, we know he was a bit of a monument. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, or perhaps with so many personalities rattling around, it would be a case of which code are we, code are we getting today? Well, remember, I was just talking to you about this off air. Yes. Uh, about Goran Ivanisevic. Yep, the tennis player. Yes. Uh, he used to claim there were three Gorans. He did. The one that you could see. Yep. The and one. the two that were happening in his head at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Now, yeah. I don't want to give Cody Walker ideas, but it's not a bad blueprint for life. No, it's true, isn't it? Um, someone's suggesting Julian O'Neill, an ornament, ornament to journeyman. Well, Julian sadly is remembered for Schlossy's shoe, isn't he? And 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 uh, he was so uh, you know that that sort of you you get stripped of ornament title, I think. Yeah. If you're going to do one so in a bloke's shoe, he Bronco South. Yeah, journeyman. Yeah, journeyman. Definitely a yeah. journeyman. In fact, I've even forgotten where he played. <laughs> yeah. What five eighth? Well, I assume so. Yeah. Nathan. Yeah, Nathan. He says came across this ad for a swag in my Facebook feed and was interested by the, quote, Cameron Smith quality tested endorsement. <laughs> uh, I wonder if this, uh, uh, sorry, it begs the question of what it takes for a swag to be approved by Cam Smith. Now, is it the golfer or the rugby Well, he doesn't know. If it was a Cam Smith the golfer, then I imagine it would be room to swing and store clubs. But what would rugby league Cam be looking for? Is it just general rugby league compliance or particular activities that the swag could allow a rugby league to do unfettered and in private under canvas? I don't know. No, it's a fascinating question. It also raises a potential new way for all goods and services to be rated and could challenge the dominance of other consumer advocacy organisations like Choice or CanStar. Imagine you could buy the Cam Smith quality tested product. It's going to be flat out, Cam Smith. Cam Smith, t- yeah, testing like hey, Cam, can you test this hammer? <laughs> Cam Smith approved. <laughs> That's it for this week. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, and remember, of course, if you want to email us, then yeah. we're at hg at abc.net.au. Love at first flush. It's a great reality TV concept. Have you got what it takes? Can you film yourself in confined spaces? Is love your go? Then leave your details and snaps on the blind side. Someone, now, someone's suggesting Mick Neal of Balmain was a journeyman. I think he was. Mick Pobgy was probably a journeyman Mick too. Pobgy, yeah. His um, centre partner. Yeah. Um, uh, what, has a journeyman got three clubs or? I guess It's so. more the attitude. Yeah. I've got a trade, I take it wherever they want me. Yeah, I, I guess that's So it. you'd go, yeah. let's say you'd you'd play, you know, say Oberon Tigers if they wanted. Yeah. The reason why I raise this is that we're looking already towards next year. I know mm. some clubs are packing yep. up and, you know, thinking about 2022. Yeah. And South Sydney, <clears throat> for instance, is planning to create a role for Wayne Bennett that would let him siphon Queensland's best young talent to the Rabbitohs from his future base in Brisbane. Whoa. Now, I think He's going to be a talent spotter for, yeah. the, for the bunnies. He, he's going to be a scout. A, wow. A, a rabbit a, scout. An old-fashioned scout. Rabbits yeah. are refusing to surrender hope that Bennett will remain with the club for next season, mm. while Bennett will be replaced as head coach by Jason Demetrio at Redfern. South officials are hatching a plan to install him in an advisory role. Right. Wayne knows the Queensland pathway system better than anyone. I bet he does. That's tricky, that it, Queensland oh, pathway system. Ever. Yeah, Clydesdales, where do you go? Mm. Wayne knows. <laughs> he has a great eye for a talent and as a mentor for aspiring coaches or anyone in football department, there is no better one person to speak to. Mm. Now, 
The only thing is, is that fair? Oh, sorry, it's rugby. What, employing Wayne? Well, yeah. Um, well, it it disadvantages the Broncos. Is that what you're does. suggesting? And the Queensland clubs. And the, the new Queensland team that's going to be the firecrackers or the bungers who are yeah. going to be. What did you make, coming to that yeah. now that you yeah. race it, what did you make? You saw all the submissions. I did. Uh, the bungers came in. They were very lively. I mean, I thought coming in with a rolled up copy of the Sydney Morning Herald ablaze at the back door was brave. But they certainly got, got attention. attention. Though, it got attention. Got attention yeah. And what do you think of? Uh, you well, know, I thought the rule and regional Anzacs was the most impressive yeah. presentation. Um, Their video was world class. It was. It, it was. And uh, having having you know the the thirty in marching in Bengal fashion um, and saluting when they came in, I thought that was most impressive. Mm-hmm. Uh, and talking about heart, talking about courage, mm-hmm. talking about you know, what, what it means to rural and regional people having rural and regional representation. At the in, highest at level. At the highest level. Yeah, and for the, the first time. The spread of uh, representation, parts of Australia represented, was amazing. Yes. I mean, to think there's two players from Kangaroo Island. Yeah. I mean, that's just incredible. I know. Yeah, I, I had no idea. No, of, I had nothing, no idea I knew either. nothing about Kangaroo Island rugby league. No. No, um, no. And do you think that they have got a chance? Because let's face it, the... the I think there's a fair bit of prejudice against them, HG. Mm-hmm. I, I think there's a lot of... Uh, um, money on yeah, I know. a Queensland that's team was, being, or you know, or a Brisbane what? team, a second Brisbane yeah. team. I think that's going to be <clears> the, the way it's going to go. And the F Crackers, did you think they? Oh uh, yeah, the the bungers were were quite in, were quite impressive. Yeah, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if the bungers got up, and it wouldn't surprise me. And I'm breaking this story here now. If uh, Wayne Bennett tapped this idea of being a scout for Souths on the head and became head coach of the Crackers, the bungers. Now. The number one bunger. <laughs> now. I think it would appeal to Wayne, the it, challenge. It would, the challenge would. Yeah. But he could still And tip, he could read that pathway system. Exactly, as well as, as anyone. As well as anyone. And then tip the best of the cream. Tip the best, yep. In South. Yep. So be a double agent. Could. And do you feel as though this is a, a Volandi's decision alone? Because the clubs obviously won't get a say in it. No. Is it down to the man of feathers alone? It is down to the man. He's well, got to give, yeah, I mean, there's no democracy in rugby league. No, true. True. Now, this is an autocracy. Mm-hmm. This is one. Mm. The power of mm. one. Mm. You know, mm. the, the six, six again, you scratch your head, mm. power of one. Yeah, the club's no looking. Yeah. Yeah, and if Abdo doesn't like it, he can the, leave. The, the crackdown on head highs, mm. you know, it lasted, what, three weeks? Yeah. Now then, one man. Before we go, can I... You I know, Luttrell would have been exactly. sent off last night. Three, Magic you know, round, he ago. wouldn't be able to play for ten no. weeks. No, you were out for <clears> ten years. You're right. Now, and the what was the bunker doing? Yes, asleep at the wheel. Mm. Now, they'd lost interest in the game, lost interest in and the game, and that can happen, I suppose. Yeah. You're sitting in the bunker, nothing going on, <laughs> you know, everything's normal, you know, he's blowing well tonight. But you remember, go outside, have a bunker, come back in, and what happened? What rewind the tape? <laughs> but you've got to understand is, is that they've got eight matches to watch. Mm. I mean, it's in a human to ask, it is, isn't it, to sit there and watch all that rugby league? Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, you need to be. Yeah, you know, especially when you've got your, your brief is to keep an eye out for stupidity. <laughs> I mean, where does it end? <laughs> now, the next bit is, speaking of coaches and new, and new teams, yeah. is, wait for it, in one of the biggest coups for bush footy in years, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and they're not talking rural and regional Anzacs here, right. former Rabbitoh star Sam Burgess will coach the Arara Valley Axeman in 2022. Whoa, he's... he's <laughs> Is that official? That's official. He's the head axeman. He's the head axe. 
Wow. Sounds like the billions, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, the announcement was made by the club on Thursday with a post on his Facebook page. Yep. Burgess has been spending time in the region yep. and was lined up to host a sportsman's dinner in Coffs with, Good. wait for it, Wayne Bennett and Mark Carroll, Spuddy Carroll. Wow. Spud's what a fascinating in, night that to be. I know. Spud's incredible in those yes. events. So many stories. Yep. While the Arara Valley Club was unable to field a Group 2 team this year due to the lack of players, right. it is determined to build its first grade side back to the best. It's yeah. not an auspicious start, is it? Mm. Saying, you know, we haven't got enough players enough here for players. two teams. Yeah, but Sam's a magnet. He, True, he'll pull Is them. he going to be a player coach HC or just I hope a coach? So. I hope he's a player coach. In June, the Arara Valley president, uh, mm. Peter Spinks, told the Coffs uh, Coast advocate the year off was an opportunity to get ahead of the curve. I'm not sure what that means, no, but anyway, yeah. that's the Spinks view ahead of yeah. the curve financially and the springboard into the 2022 season. Right. Group two chief executive, Jim Anderson, said he used to love watching Burgess play yes. and the prop would be a welcome addition. A welcome addition. Mm. Oh, God, he's a it, master of words, that bloke, isn't he? <laughs> <He's> <laughs> Did I get that right? Sam would be a welcome, a welcome addition. addition yeah. He's a superstar yeah. in his own right and anything that is a, a – and, and anything that's for the betterment of rugby league, especially in our local area, I'm all for it. Okay, yes. Mm -hmm. yep. The appointment will have Axman fans dreaming big, with the star power of Burgess likely to make Valleyside an attractive destination for many Group 2 players. Yes. Journeyman. Journeyman. Mm. Uh, it also echoes the early 2000s when the Axman boasted sides likes, well, so people playing for them, like former uh, South players Mark Carroll and mm. Jason Death. Oh, yeah. Jason Death? Yeah. He might have pronounced it Deeth. Deeth. Mm -hmm. Fair enough. You know. Meanwhile, the 2021 Group 2 season hangs in the balance with statewide lockdown putting the season on hold and at risk. Now, did I get another story about the Arara Valley mm. or that area that um, the Souths player, mm -hmm. you know, the champion Souths player, uh, yeah. you know. What, Luttrell? Got, no, not Luttrell. The guy got in trouble when he went away for a weekend oh. and came back right. uh, and uh, was obviously over the limit. Oh. oh, okay. Yeah, it'll come to me. Yeah. He will. Yeah, what was he doing up there? Uh, he's coaching as well, up that way. Is he? Yeah, Inglis. Greg Inglis. Greg Inglis. Mm. Mm. He's Didn't coaching. he go overseas? He did. He, he, he might have oh. played in England uh, he did. last he... season until he broke down again. Now, he's back and I think he's, he's coaching back. in that part. He's and, coaching in that part of the world. And so it'll be Sam against Whoa, Greg Inglis. That's but, fantastic. Don't tell me the sideline won't be fiery. Uh, now, now, Richard is suggesting uh, Benji Marshall is a modern-day journeyman. I'd agree with that. True. I'd agree with that. What an ornament he's been. He's still day. playing. He's still playing. He played last night. 32 or 33? Yeah. And he, he's, he's, he still right? organises them, you know, yeah, tells still pushes them around. Pushes yeah, points. Yeah, yeah, all of that. Counts. Yep. Now. Yep. Uh, uh, now, someone's suggesting Kevin Campion was a journeyman. I'd agree with that. And uh, someone's suggesting as an old Parramatta fan, I object to Bob O'Reilly being called a journeyman. Apart from being a bloody long journey playing across two decades, he played for New South Wales and the Kangaroos. Well, journeyman can do that. I mean, just because you get picked to play for Australia doesn't stop you being a journeyman, surely. Now, are you opening this up as a topic for the television program, Ornaments... One oh, to a million. Yeah. Are you suggesting that inside there with the Monument no, of Humanity? this is a separate program. Journeyman, journeyman of League. Yes. Oh. Yes. Genuine Journeyman of League, a special. Yeah. A uh, special over three nights. 
What do you think? Great. <laughs> Great. I'm just wondering, is, is, uh, when did the journey begin? Yes. Uh, you know, how'd you get started on the journey? You know, some yes. of the people you influenced you. Is that what you mean? Yeah, I guess so. You'd interview a couple of journeymen, like someone suggesting Pat Jarvis is a journeyman. All right. Uh-huh. Pat, you'd get Pat on. How yeah. are you, mate? Yeah, I'm good. When did you first start playing rugby league? Oh, I played with the Devils. Did you? Yeah. And then I moved on and played for West. Did you? Mm-hmm. And then I had a ga- couple of games with St. George. Did you? And then I stopped playing. <laughs> okay. We'll be back after this break. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> now, speaking of television, which we sort of are, <laughs> Channel 9 box boss Mike Sneesby. Oh, Sneesby, yeah. Yeah, who took over from Skid Marks, I think. He did. Um, fired a shot across the bow of the NRL warning that the networks risk diluting the value of broadcast rights if it sells the State of Origin series and premiership matches as separate entities. Ah. Now, this has this come up always, before. This has been suggested before. <clears throat> Channel 7 want to buy Correct. the State of Origin. Correct. But they're not interested in the... Uh, home and away. Home and away. No. Channel 7 is eyeing off the jewel in the rugby league crown, State of Origin. 7 is also said to be interested in securing the rights to at least one premiership match per round, yeah. while Channel 10 has been rumoured to want a slice of the NRL pie. Oh, Lord. Yeah. they got to get this under control. Could they, <clears throat> could they sell the first game to Channel 7, the second game to Channel 9, the third State of Origin to Channel 10? What a good idea. That would maximise That would maximise it for someone, yeah. especially if it was 1-1. Channel 10 would be the big winner that Yeah, year. licking their lips. Yeah. Now, I'm just wondering if um, <clears throat> sanity has to prevail here and say, you know, all or nothing yeah. is the only way to do it because it does get a bit weirded out. I remember this seemed to crop up once before with the AFL where they sold some matches to yep. I think seven and obviously some to nine or some to ten. Yep. You never knew where to go to find the footy. Sure. Um, at the moment, the rights for the Premiership and the Origin side with, are with nine, although the agreement with the NRL is set to expire at the end of 22. Sneesby didn't buy into speculation that the NRL was unhappy with the amount of promotion nine gave to Rugby Union. Now, uh. this is a sort of backstory shown on a streaming service, Stan. Uh. So rugby buffs are able to see, you know, the Bledisloe. Yeah. Not sure why you would do that, but that's yeah. you know the Bledisloe against the. Wasn't it also on seven on their mate or third station or something? Could be <clears throat> the old or, golf fruit and nut. Yeah, go round. Or it might have been Channel Ten. I'm not sure. During this year's Australian Open tennis, that's when they promoted the rugby because ah. rugby always starts early in the year. Right. <clears throat> they should have been, according to Sneesby, they should have been promoting rugby league. Is that what it's? I think so. Is? Okay. Well, that'd be a very brave, brave thing that's to do. That's what I reckon. Now, the NRL has been locked in negotiations with Nine over extension uh, of the existing deal. Yes. Sneeds be warned against power brokers. They will be taking a financial risk, splitting the rights. Yes. I'm not going to go into the details around where we're up to with commercial negotiation with the NRL. I know you've sat in on these meetings. Yeah. And they've got a bit willing, haven't they? They have. Because um, so they hate f- each other, the networks. Yeah, the networks hate each other. They hate each other. Yeah. Now, yeah. suffice to say, I mean, I cannot understand, I cannot get the idea that Origin would yeah. not be on nine, though. No. Can you imagine Origin without Rabs and Gus? I mean, they'd have to take the whole package, wouldn't they? And Joey. And Joey, <clears throat> yeah, and Brad. And Braith. 
Braith. Oh, hang on. Braith's on Fox, I think. Oh, yeah, he is. Yeah, he just yeah, feels yeah, as though. Yeah. Anyway, now, suffice to say, from broad perspective, and this applies to anything that we're looking at mm. in sport, if the rights are split with a major sport like NRL, the value of those rights gets diluted. Right. Now, if you look at our media platforms, our total television business, ability to be, be able to long-term growth of sport plans, uh, Volandis and Abdo have for the NRL, we're the best media place business to help them grow and support their Ambitions. Oh, okay, yes. If you split it, yeah, who knows where they're going. But yeah. is that a interesting idea? Splitting it. <clears throat> well, 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 you've got to look at it as a business. If, yeah, if, true. You know, uh, if by splitting it, you're going to get more for the in for the two bits than having the two bits with the one player, you'd have to consider that, wouldn't you? That that'd be considered what fiduciary duty. It would. It would. You'd have to think. Yeah. You'd have to maximise, and the shareholders would be screaming. They would. They would. They would. But I tell you what, it wouldn't hurt for someone like the sports minister to intercede. Oh, Dickie Colbeck. Yes, and sit down with them and get them to smoke the peace pipe and come up with a and plan. put the Australian public for, oh, first. Oh, what an interesting idea, the Australian public first. Australian public first. And, and the, 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 the rugby I, league. I always, I always, always thought when it comes to state of origin and indeed rugby league itself, that the Australian government, the federal government, should buy it and it's to be played on all the commercial networks and the ABC at the same time. The Bludge is committed to rural and regional rugby league more than any other program. Fact. This is Bludging on the Blind Side. Yes, now, we've been highlighting the wonderful work done by the uh, participants in rugby league promoting the game as, as best mm. as they can. Yes, and we haven't got to the attempted sale of NRL-owned <clears throat> merchandise or equipment no, no. on eBay, etc. But another story <clears throat> concerning this great promotion, again, is from the jockeys who got to an Airbnb and thought, well, what do we do here? We have fun. Uh, and uh, this got wildly out of control. Mm. Uh, the, um, the people in the frame for misadventure are Ben Mellum, uh, well-respected re- jockey, Ethan Brown, an up-and-comer, Celine Gaudry, and the big name was Jamie Carr, who I think I'm right in saying is the current uh, premiership jockey in the Victorian area. Era. Area. Yep. Area. Let's get it right. <laughs> yep. Now, um, we come to uh, Victorian racing boss, Giles Thompson. Jamie Carr is an extraordinary jockey and a great jockey to watch. And not to have her there through the carnival undoubtedly diminished the carnival. Yes. This is because... Uh, she, Mellum, etc., have been outed for the whole of the Spring Carnival. Oh, really? Yes. They're, they're on the sideline because of this adventure. Oh. Uh, fantastic promotion. Got a lot of coverage in the press. Yes. Uh, the protocols are there for a good reason and no one is above these protocols and it's really important that everyone in our sport, no matter who they are, abides by them. Are these the COVID protocols? COVID protocols. Broke, actually. Oh, okay. The inquiry is held behind closed doors due to the sensitive nature of the evidence and here my ears prick up. Yes. They're jockeys. Yes. The sensitive nature of the evidence. What were they up to? Well, I don't know if you've have you. I, I'm not really across that. Yeah, no. I heard there was a bit of a party on. Was that there it? was? That's right. So it was so an Airbnb that they rented, rented. Yes. and then they well, we'll get to the cleaning in a minute. But Carr, Mellon, Brown, and Gaudry were charged with failing or refusing to comply with an order, direction, or requirement of the steward or an official. We became aware of the situation and opened inquiry into the, what happened at the Mornington Airbnb, Racing Victoria Chief said, because of the sensitive nature of the evidence already taken, the inquiry will not be open to the press and we'll be issuing a media release at the conclusion of the inquiry. And I look forward to that enormously. Yeah. What could it be? 
What yeah. could they have done? The quartet were also fined for their breach of the state's COVID rules. That's uh, yeah, obviously yeah, yeah, Victorian yeah, yeah, police yeah, yeah. involved, usual sort of thing. I think they've been fined 5,452 for breaking the curfew, five-kilometre radius, limited oh, on Wednesday dear. night. Police called the property. Racing officials notified the alleged breach. Uh, the penalty must be seen as a public address to the seriousness of the offence or to address the seriousness of the offence, and the stewards have determined that all four jockeys shall have the licence to ride in races suspended for a period of three months. Three months. So you've got uh, no, uh, September, yeah. October, November. November. Mm. Now, okay. we get Who's to I, the, Who was brains behind this? Do we know, HG? Well, Whose idea was it that they should, hey, why don't we all, why don't we all just get together down at Airbnb? Yeah, no, look, were we getting into trouble? No, Vaughn didn't when he had his barbecue. Nah, I mean, he's like Vaughn's. <laughs> now We're not having a bar again Jamie Carr I'm deeply embarrassed Quote I'm deeply embarrassed And disappointed with myself Good Deeply embarrassed Disappointed, disappointed with myself. myself Yep Good There is no excuse for what I've done And no. I've let let down my family, family And friends And the horses And the horses yep. All the horses the horse industry The racing industry And all Victorians <laughs> All Victorians Who are doing the right thing In this lockdown I deserve a penalty Handed down by the stewards And will take Time to reflect on my actions And its impact on so many people Beautiful Beautiful no, Don't fault that. that at all. That sounds genuine too, doesn't it? <laughs> racing officials are seething about the damage How done. How did to... the racing officials find out that they were together? Ah, this is an interesting point. Uh, Dobbers. Dobbers. Uh, it's been suggested to me yes. by... Were they being rowdy or anything? Is, uh, let me finish. Because when it, you, you get a few <laughs> jockeys together... <laughs> It can go off. The know. whips go cracking. Now, it's been suggested by me that other jockeys, oh, jealous of their success yeah. and keen to advance their own causes yeah. over the spring carnival, dob them in. Right. Okay. See, that what's worries me about why, when you sensitive nature of the evidence already taken, the inquiry would not be open. Hmm. How'd they find out? It would be the first question I'd ask. Yeah. Well, Mr. X or Ms. X yeah. dobbed them in. Anyway, uh, Done the industry actions, jockeys, there. These individuals could have put the risk of the very continuance of our sport and blatantly disregard the broader community implications through their selfish and thoughtless actions. Now, what happens is the party, everybody, you know, obviously told to go home and they do. Yeah. A team of shock cleaners was left to clear up the mess following the jockey's wild party with one saying, one of the cleaners saying, there was blood everywhere. <laughs> And yeah. I thought, well, Hello, that sounds like a jockey's party to me. <laughs> Hello, Gillam McLaughlin's been around. Yeah. Now. Do they find the body? No, not yet. Right. <laughs> Residents of Tallis Drive, mm. described here in the Murdoch Press as a sleepy tree-lined street that borders the Mornington Golf Club, yeah. said the tranquility of their quiet corner was shattered on Wednesday night when the police turned up to break up an illegal party. Right. A cleaner working at the Airbnb uh, that had been booked by rule-breaking jockeys said she walked into an absolute mess, yeah. finding what she believed to be bloodstains on the couch, red wine marks splattered on the floors. There was blood on the couch. Everywhere had to get the steam cleaners in. Yeah. I took one look at, look at it and thought, I can't clean it. I can't clean it. I mean, that doesn't often happen to cleaners, does no, it? No, it doesn't. She said several cleaners had and to be brought in. She's seen a few bloody messes in a messes time. In time. Nothing like this. Whoa. Do you think it's sort of pent up, yeah, pent up desire to escape lockdown that makes people go over the edge in these circumstances? I think lockdown has a particular um, effect on jockeys, HG. Mm -hmm. To be honest, I mean, when you're used to being out and about, 
Having fun. Yeah, having fun, you know, galloping. Galloping on yeah. a steed. Galloping, yeah. You know, it's 40 so kilometers free. Per hour. Yeah. 40 miles per yeah, hour. You feel free. You've got the wind in your face. You've yeah. got you power between your legs. It's They're crazy. still able to do that. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah true. But, but I know what you mean. Yeah. Metaphorically. Metaphorically, yeah. yeah. You yeah. chained up the then, rest then of the time. Then you get back and you've got to, oh, I've got to what? You've got to stay inside. Oh, I don't want to stay inside. You've got to stay inside. I don't want to stay inside. Yeah. I haven't got the wind and in the so, air inside. Yeah, I know. It's so how you get a little Even if I put the so fan the, on, so I can't the, feel the wind in the uh, air. After the weigh-in and everything's done, you, know, you just sit around talking to your mates, you think, I'm sick of sitting I'm sick of being inside. Why don't we, why don't we go and have a party? Why don't we go to an Airbnb? Airbnb? Hmm. Now. And why don't we find, why, why don't we bring along something to kill? Now that's when they lean forward. Yeah, that's right. Count me in. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Which street are we going to? <laughs> now, steam cleaners and a mobile pool cleaning service. Yeah. Mobile pool cleaning service? As in the pool out the back was Oh, that was blood stained as well. It appears that way. <laughs> uh cleaning service arrived at a sh- it's not a cult or a covenant. Well, is it? it's gotta be. It's gotta be some sort of satanic ritual, hasn't it? Australians, do you want to become a rugby league referee? You're shocked your parents won't speak to you and now you don't know where to turn. Well, help is available. Keep listening to Bludging on the Blind Side. Yes, uh, a pair of cleaners from the property management group that oversaw the home collected large plastic bags brimming with rubbish before leaving them at the front of the property. The cleaner said she thought it was strange that she was called to clean a property because no one should have, uh, you know, had a booking there. She found bottles of alcohol left in the kitchen. Well, there's another mystery. How'd they get in? Where, who gave them the key? Yeah. She found uh, bottles of alcohol behind the fridge. We'll be here till midnight. We've got so much to do. The woman who lives near the Airbnb did not wish to be named. No surprises there. Yeah. She said the police banged on the property's front door. It was a bit ridiculous. It got really noisy. You could hear everything. It seemed like they were even trying to hide from the police. Oh, Jack DeBellin. Yeah. Under the bed stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. She said any of the neighbours could have been the ones to report the jockeys to the police because they were making so much noise. They were heard from Caulfield Racetrack. The woman said she knew the owners of the Airbnb who by the following morning had issued letters of apology to the neighbours. In the letter, property managers said they were under impression the booking was permitted because it appeared to have been made by essential workers. They're extremely apologetic and angry. Right. More yeah. questions than answers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'd, be, I'd look forward to get to the bottom bottom of that, AC. Will you go down for the inquiry? Like, well, I, you know, the word if, will get out. Yeah. We'll, if it we'll, was a satanic ritual, we'll find out. And it sounds it's got all the hallmarks of a satanic ritual. I know, I know. Now, I don't know whether these things should be made illegal or not, and I don't know if there was any animal cruelty, but often you go to the butcher and ask, you know, have you got – because you get buckets of blood from the butchery, mm-hmm. you know, you don't have to pay much for it. No, next to nothing. Next to nothing. Yeah. You know, if you want to make – Throw know, in a few kidneys or if something you, like Yeah, that. if you're going to make black pudding or something like that. Yeah. Uh, but I've always been, whenever I've been around butcheries and jockeys have come in asking for buckets of blood, I've always been suspicious. <laughs> now, time for a second fan of the afternoon. There's the dream poster from the Sydney Olympics. And to go with that, a Channel 7 pin. As worn by Bruce? As worn by Bruce. Or Ooh. Aussie Joe Bugner, I don't know. All right. Or it's maybe a, Basil. Uh, they, they were shared. Yep. And uh, the double CD, the CD number one best-selling, This Sporting Life, Roy and HG. So it's not a bad prize. Yep. Bit seven-centric, but be that as it may. That's right. Question is as follows. Is Brad Thorne, A, 
an ornament, B, a journeyman, C, a monument, or D, all of the above. That number, 1300-361-700. That number, 1300-361-700. All comers phone now. When you've done your best, but it's not good enough, build a better version of yourself by bludging on the blind side. Talking to Roy. Uh, Jimmy from Canberra. Happy Rugby League, Jimmy. Happy Rugby League, boys. Now, how are you getting on with lockdown in Canberra, Jimmy? Look, we're not going too badly. Uh, we feel very lucky that we it's only our first little stint at it. Yes. Um, so we're a bit kind of cold out of the sheds, but um, warming up. And uh, look, yeah, but look, yes, we're going okay. You're going time. okay. Now, how did, you, how did you get on with the big win by the, by mm. the Raiders? Mm. Look, uh, surprised, frankly. Wow. Um, you know, form this season, a little sketchy. And, yes. But um, to see them get up, I was interested to hear the first news portion of today saying that they made the top eight. Yes. And I was like, well, I might be counting our chickens a bit early given results have to go our way for the rest of the round, yeah. uh, the rest of the, the year. But, uh, but yeah, go the boys. Well, well, is there any sense of disappointment at all, Jimmy, given that at the start of the year, before the first kickoff, uh, Raiders were earmarked to be in the top four? Look, Roy, you know, without wanting to be, um, you know, anything other than positive, the Raiders, I've been a long-term, long, long-term follower of the Raiders, and so to get too far ahead of ourselves at any point of the season is, uh, is to set yourself up for sadness. So, um, 87, 89, 87, 89, it was a long, long time ago. Long time ago, point. yeah. So, yeah. Uh, look, yeah, look, there's always hope here in Canberra, but there's always... There's always a cold winter and you never know how long it's going to go. Do you yes. take comfort from milk being associated with the, with the Raiders once more? I think, um, yes, but we just there isn't enough lime, lime green milk anymore. Um, that was always a big thing Yes. Um, with the Raiders, and I think when we could buy lime green milk on the shelves, everyone, we'll just pick up a, a bottle of milk and go, oh, green milk, the Raiders, of course. Yes. You know, but now when there's just white milk, it's easy to, I shouldn't say forget the Raiders, but yeah, that, I think you mean, milk is you mean the green packa- milk is better. The packaging of the milk has no green on it, is that what you're saying? Oh, look, it's almost like finding Willy Wonka's chocolate bar, gold, you know, the golden ticket. You very rarely do you find a green, a green milk card. Oh, well, that's okay. a marketing bloody mistake, isn't it? Oh, I think it's a gap you in the market. Think, is it Canberra milk who's, who's behind the Raiders? Uh, look, I, I know we're on the ABC, but, yeah, that is my understanding that there is only one milk, Canberra in, um, one milk company in Canberra, so I guess they probably are called Canberra milk. Well, there'll be no effort to put a bit of green on there, bloody... Now, can I even if it was done with the texture colour after the after the print? Now, can I ask? Um, you know, would you think that if the the NRL is looking for places to stage finals, that it would be possible to stage a final in Canberra? Uh, well, look, we've had the Brumbies host finals here, um, yes. and you know, when you can get when you can get five or six thousand people to a Brumbies game, like that's a selling point in itself, isn't it? That it many is. people yeah. to a game, you <coughs> know, kind of pays for the. Because it pays for the ushers, maybe. Yes, Jimmy. I was got meaning, you know, in the current, <coughs> with the current protocols. Mm. Are oh, you... I beg your pardon. Sorry. Um, yeah, no. At the moment, we're in. The, yeah, there's nothing like that happening. And you realise that if the um, if the Raiders stay there, they may be playing their first final in somewhere like Toowoomba. Um, look, I actually just got, just got back from Cairns myself, and I would very strongly advocate for that. It's um, it's a great place of the world up there, and we're at um, I think we're at ten degrees here today. Yes. So yeah, I think anywhere north of um, Mackay, I guess, would be would be great. Would be great. <clears throat> Did you do any fishing while you were up that way? 
I took my daughter to the aquarium, Roy. That's as close as we got to actual okay. fish. Right. Were there any barramundi in the aquarium? <laughs> um, they they weren't moving as they, they were listless. Um, but I did get a good bit of. I did see a really nice um barramundi at the at the canned seafood shop, and I got good. that and um. It was good. To, it was good. Good straight to the plate. Great. Now, Jimmy, let Roy sit out the question and have a swing. It's a good story, isn't it? Beautiful story. And you're barra obsessed, don't yeah, you? Yeah. Well, well, I, you like I it. just like to know if I'm in Mackay, can I go and catch a barra? No, no, That's all. I mean, yeah, it's not a big, not a big question. And this is something that the kids will be asking at, at uh, Plumpton High. At Plumpton High. At uh, Plumpton Primary. Now, is Brad Jimmy? Is Brad Thorne a an ornament? B a journeyman? C a monument? Or D all of the above? I tell you what, Roy, I didn't actually hear you talking about it, but I knew the answer had to have been all of the above. It is. Absolutely right, Jimmy. The poster pack is sort of uh, the pin from Channel 7 and the double CD of This Sporting Life. They'll be in the mail to you as soon as we can and they'll get there sooner or later. Thanks very much for being bludging on the buying side. In trouble again? Well, the legal firm of Bennett, Fafida and Vlandis can represent you at the tribunal. No matter too small. From a high shot... <laughs> to murder. Contact them through bludging on the blind side. Yes, Roy. Uh, someone's suggesting uh, Gus Gould could be considered a journeyman for clubs. Yeah, he could. And he keeps uh, going round and round and round. Penrith, yeah. Dogs, yep. uh, Souths, yep. uh, Warriors, if we count that. Uh, apparently John Elias, HG, had uh, played for nine clubs. That makes him a journeyman, doesn't it? It does, certainly does. And mm. he was loved at everyone. Loved at every one of them, yeah. So that's, uh, that's opened up a whole new um, uh, Top avenue of, of inquiry. Yes, yeah, sadly one we'll have to leave for another time because yeah. uh, time chases us on and Andrew Moore and the team are about to come on. But in. we might get on the monuments next week. Do you think? Yeah, I reckon we'll Genuine make it, monuments. Make it a monument special. League. There must be one more than Mick Cronin. We should be able to unearth another one. Yes. Well, I love the idea. I yeah. love the idea. Mm. Um, but uh, that's the bludge for another week. Remember, you can hear it all on the podcast if you're interested in reliving two hours of disappointment. Mm. Uh, in the meantime, the topics next week, all, well, they're unimaginable compared with what we've done today, but uh, we'll leave you with the thought that bludge on, blindsiders. Remember to stay in the cave. It's the only place that's safe. Bye now. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.